idea pops into your brain, call the patent professor. Senator declares war on Disney and intellectual property law as we know it. In the wake of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's well-publicized battle with the House of Mouse over jurisdictional issues arising from Disney's criticism of a controversial new law, Missouri Senator Josh Hawley has now entered the fray. According to a tweet Hawley posted on Twitter on May 2nd, he intends to introduce legislation to strip away the special copyright protections enjoyed by woke corporations and the sweetheart deals he contends led to them, starting with Disney. With the U.S. intellectual property landscape already in turmoil because of the Russian-Ukrainian war and Russian land grabs on Western IP and trademarks, now seems like a good time to ask just how much of a chance this legislation actually has of succeeding and what the ramifications might be. First, though, a little background. Disney has long been one of the most notoriously aggressive U.S. companies about protecting, restricting, and keeping its IP out of the jaws of the public domain. The Copyright Act of 1976 increased the copyright term from the life of the author plus 50 years across the board to 75 years for works with corporate authorship uh, or which had been copyrighted before 1978 and not already passed into the public domain. Lobbyists backed by Disney are largely responsible for the 1998 Sony Bono Copyright Term Extension Act or the CTEA also derisively called the Mickey Mouse Protection Act by its detractors. The act boosted the term of copyright protection to the life of the creator plus 70 years for privately held IP and 120 years after creation or 95 years after publication, whichever would give an earlier expiration date for IP protection for corporate authorship works. However, the Disney contingent wasn't alone in their support for the Copyright Term Extension Act. Major movie studios, American sports leagues, including the NFL, MLB, and the NHL, and musicians or the representatives such as the family of murdered Latina pop star Selena all spoke out in support of the CTEA. While not without opposition, largely from entities questioning its constitutionality and whether copyright fuels innovation or stifles and strangles it, the CTEA has survived everything from New York Times editorials decrying it as the end of the public domain to a formal lawsuit, Eldred versus Ashcroft. The Supreme Court ruled in Eldred in a landslide 7-2 majority opinion stating unequivocally, that the CTEA is constitutional. Because of this fractious and fraught history and the inextricable linkage in the public mind between Disney and the CTEA, it's unsurprising that Disney has often been invoked as a sort of IP boogeyman by some lawmakers who either wanted to curtail Disney's ever-growing power within the public sphere, limit its corporate growth, or publish it for perceived wrongdoing. The current fight with Governor DeSantis, which already threatens Disney's autonomy in the area of Walt Disney World, would seem to be now a prime movement for a pylon from lawmakers. But in actuality, this may be a battle that Senator Hawley isn't equipped to win. First, 
going head-to-head with the single wealthiest, most powerful, and most influential entertainment juggernaut on the planet is not going to be as simple as saying there ought to be a law. Disney's ability to rally lobbyists, lawmakers, and private citizens to its cause is unprecedented in the modern corporate world. The House of Mouse's war chest is formidable, and the legal weapons it can array and deploy may well prove to be more than Holly's prepared to face. Secondly, other corporations, companies, and private inventors working under LLCs and sole proprietorship structures uh, would largely oppose such a move simply to safeguard their own self-interest. It would simply make no sense for companies that have benefited from the Disney-backed IP laws, such as movie studios, uh, record companies, and software giants like Apple and Microsoft, to rail against the CTEA now because it's almost impossible to see any tangible benefit to these companies in doing so. They stand only to lose if the changes are, are stripped away, which Disney and its allies have lobbied for in the IP realm. And many, if not most of them, know it. Third, any such bill would require buy-in from the Democratic contingent of the Senate in order to have a shot of passing, which is to say the very least seems like a long shot given an evenly split Senate and a very little bipartisanship on most issues. Assuming that did occur and the bill passed the representatives and the desk of a Democratic president before it had any chance of becoming law, setting the odds somewhere between unlikely and utterly insurmountable. And if the nearly impossible did happen, the legal challenges would likely crush the bill in the courts before the full text was ready for the first time. Does this mean Disney's IP protections couldn't be clawed back through the legislative process? Absolutely not. U.S. laws are written in such a way to be changeable and subject to the will of the people at any given time. An IP law is no different. However, I think it's safe to say that while going after Disney is a bold, uh, although some would say foolhardy move on Senator Hawley's part to send a message to his voting base, the chances of the gambit succeeding are infinitesimal at best. The most it's likely to accomplish is to rally a groundswell of anti-Disney sentiment that may be fed and fueled by future election cycles. But for now, Mickey and company are much better equipped for this fight than even the fiercest firebrand of an American lawmaker. When a new idea pops into your brain, call the patent professor.